What's going on, Bobcat fans? Welcome to episode three of Cat's Corner. This week we're going to discuss some basketball, a little bit of football, some recruiting. We also have a new segment for y'all guys called Bobcat of the Week, where we're both going to pick a a, a Texas State Bobcat, and then we're going to discuss what they did to make them Bobcat of the Week, and then y'all are going to get to vote on Twitter. Right, but it doesn't have to be an athlete. Oh, yeah. I don't think, at least we're not going to put that stipulation on it right now. I, I'm saying any Bobcat that's got a a presence yeah, on Twitter. Bobcat. Doesn't even have to be a Twitter Bobcat. Well, all right. It doesn't have to be a Twitter Bobcat. But somebody that people know. Like, yeah. it could be another fan. It could be, um, it could be, you know. Uh, and somebody in the administration, a staff member, any of that. Speaking of other fans, um, this week we have a big shout out for Loco Boco Podcast, Brant Freeman, and at Stallion Jockey on Twitter. They hooked it up with the uh, Texas State men's basketball game tickets and Castro Club tickets for the game against UMHB. So, huge shout out to them. Make sure you follow all of them on Twitter. Yeah, if, if you're, you're a, already, if you're a Bobcat fan, you already know um, Brant Freeman. He obviously does a great job uh, broadcasting all the Texas State uh, athletic events. And I, it, for my money, he's the best uh, broadcaster, college broadcaster at least. I, I, there's some good ones at the pro ranks. He's the best college broadcaster in the country that I've ever seen um, that does local school broadcast because. He's not a homer. He gives it to you straight. He talks about the other teams well and really brings you inside the other programs. And throughout the game, you feel like you've learned a whole lot about the program that your team's facing. And I'll say this most versatile too, the man does it all. Volleyball, softball, baseball, football, basketball. He does all of them and he's outstanding at all of them. You wouldn't, you, you would think that he's played every single one of those sports. Maybe he has, but outstanding broadcaster. Yeah, yeah, Brent's great. And you know, the, the deep radio voice really adds oh, adds some effect to that. Absolutely. You know, it's it's exciting to hear him when, he's, when he starts getting ecstatic when you get a fast break on the basketball court and the guy just starts going crazy, but. Right, and follow at Stallion Jockey on Twitter. Uh, he got me the Castro Club ticket, so I promised him a shout-out. Go follow him. He's funny. He's always retweeting um, different Texas State stuff. Um, and I also promised him a Castro Club review, so read both of our first times in the Castro Club. Hey, also a shout-out. Huge shout-out, Loco Boco Podcast. I, I don't particularly know exactly who runs that, but I've heard it's three professors. They hooked it up with the Castro Club tickets, too. We got to take some friends, take our girlfriends. It was a good time. Um, I give it a 10 out of 10 review. I mean, you get we had Chewy's catered. We had open bar. So, you know, it was a good time with the open bar. Definitely took advantage of the open bar. Um, Chewy's catered. I don't know if they do different stuff every week, but um, can't ever go wrong with Chewy's. They had plenty of it. And then when they ran out, they got hot dogs for Jesus. everybody. So I, it was a great experience. Uh, great atmosphere, lots of people um, that you know um, from the university are there. Uh, 
Don Coriel made an appearance. Uh, the president of the university, Dr. Danfus, made an appearance. Um, I re-linked up with one of my old professors. He was in there, so that was cool. Um, yeah, couldn't have been a better experience. And again, shout out to all of those people for getting us the tickets. Um, we, we, like I said, we'd never been, we've been to plenty of basketball games, but never in the Castro Club. And that was just an awesome experience for both of us. So thank you guys. Um, go give Brant Freeman a follow on Twitter, Loco Boco Podcast to follow on Twitter and give them a listen. And give at Stallion Jockey a follow on Twitter as well. All right, y'all, sorry to interrupt the podcast here. I'm recording this after editing. We had a little bit of an audio issue where for about 30 seconds it cut out and didn't pick up any audio. Not sure what happened there. Um, Reed and I, we got business degrees, so we're not great with tech and computers. Don't know anything about audio. But anyway, we jumped straight into Texas State football and the Mac Leftwich hiring Reed had asked me uh, what I knew about him, so it picks me up mid-sentence uh, talking about a little bit of Mac Leftwich's background. Thanks for sticking with us. We're trying to get better at this every week. Well, honestly, I mean, don't know a lot. Another young guy, young coach, um, but he played quarterback at UTEP uh, 2013 to 2015. Know that. Uh, don't know much about the offense there in that time, but again, meteoric rise. He last played college football in 2015, and that was my freshman year in college, seven years ago, and he's now the OC of a D1 program, and he's moved up through the ranks quickly. Currently OC with G.J. Kenny with at UIW, Kenny at right? UIW, Correct. but and again, don't need to rehash all this best offense in college football yeah fbs or fcs so um that's pretty crazy interesting fact he was an offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach at layman high school in 2017 so reed you would have played against him that's true yeah and we would have (laughs) uh, absolutely kicked their ass if you ever hear this mark left (laughs) which yeah layman high school was our rival high school here we went to jack c hayes high school right up the road from san marcus um, and Lehman is the crosstown rival. Uh, so that's interesting. I, I couldn't necessarily find anything about his time there at Lehman. Again, they're a bad football, high school football program, so not a lot written about him, but uh, interesting connections so is, there regardless. Is this a fact or is this an allegation? Was he actually at Lehman? It, in his bio allegation like it's some bad thing <laughs> it's not if it's, it's for Lehman, it's a bad thing Go that on. might be true no but uh I, it was in his uiw bio when i oh. read that so okay. not rumor i guess the only thing is is it the same layman i don't i don't know there might be more than one layman high school yeah i i'm, I'm sure it is but um, he's in the i mean either way but if he did coach at that layman high school in 2017 cool that you played against his his offense that that's yeah that's cool little fun fact yeah there. pretty cool and he he did he if it's talking about that one they did have some guys they had a couple of running backs that were pretty good i think they went on to play college ball but um yeah next we got jordan shoemaker coming in he's going to be the o-line coach played at university of houston from 06 to 2010, 2010. 
He's a uh, yeah. he's a Texas boy, just like Kenny. You know, they Texas native, and that's a common theme. Is it seems like going to be with this coaching staff is Texas natives, and can't complain about that because with Kenny Coriel and Dampus all talking about needing to rebuild those high school relationships. Yeah. Having Texas natives who played Texas high school football is gonna help. Yeah, I, I like I like bringing in these Texas guys. You know, they're um, you you get that Texas loyalty brand in there, and it's you're bringing in like a breed of guys that love Texas high school football. They've always, I mean, there's a soft spot for any guy that's a Texas boy. You know, you you're always gonna love Friday Night Lights. Well, and a lot of these guys were Texas high school coaches at some point, mm-hmm. not head coaches or anything, but assistants, position coaches and stuff. So that helps too. Just they have those connections with Texas high school coaches. Yeah. And um, I think I saw that um, Shoemaker was from Midlothian. So I think that's up north near Dallas area. So I'm not too sure. You know, if he knows those coaches up and around that Dallas area that's yeah. a good that's a hotbed of recruiting talent too there's no too. problem knowing guys from Dallas we we see it year in and year out that's some of the best football in Texas I think it's south of Dallas maybe that area but but mm-hmm. e- either way and then and then Mike O'Quinn is the D-line coach man in the other side of the fat boys yeah <laughs> played SMU uh, currently at Sam Houston State and you know about that program another hell of an FCS program yeah you know, we we uh, we were also pulling on Casey Keeler for a little bit for yeah. And we coach. take one of his position coaches. Yeah, so yeah. I don't I, and I don't see a problem with it. You know, I had seen they they only had 15 sacks on the season, which isn't the best, but they didn't allow a ton of points against. So. Well, and that can always come. You know, the sacks can always be. It depends on how they scheme their defense. Yeah, up and there. and you, know, also, you don't always see. You know. Big nose tackles with a bunch of sacks. Yeah. So that, that's not to say like maybe they, they might have had tons of pressures throughout yeah, yeah, the yeah. season, which is always a good thing too. I mean, our our D line had tons of pressures. I mean, shoot, look at the App State game. That was a big pressure game from us. I don't know how many sacks or TFLs we had that game, but there was a lot of pressure always on the quarterback. And you see what happened. We just we beat up on Chase Bryce that whole game. So right. Yeah. The. I mean, sacks don't tell the whole story of the defense, so um, it'll be exciting getting another Texas coach in here and one with with credentials as well coming from Sam Houston State. And we got some on, like, player recruiting news in football. I didn't think we'd talk this much football during the offseason, but I guess with coaching change, it... It's going to be inevitable. There's this, there's a lot going on in the program right this now. This might be one of the more important off seasons to to show like the the kicking off of this program. Like where are we headed? What direction are we headed in? I think that's why we're really keeping it intact with football, even though it's yeah four weeks postponed now. No, I think uh, I think it's definitely one of the most important off-seasons in Texas State football history, bar none, that's... This program... We're at rock bottom. And I... Well, I hope so. 
I certainly hope it's nothing but up if, from here. I mean, <laughs> if it if, goes down, it if it goes down, we might as well just pave over the stadium and get some more parking on campus. If it goes down, let's build the baseball team a new <laughs> yeah. complex. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, B- baseball and get a new Strand Arena. <laughs> like yeah. hell, get track some new, <laughs> yeah, some new facilities if it can if football can go down from here the track school baby like i don't know where i don't know where else it can go but so anyway with some player news um let's start i guess with some people who aren't coming back definitely entered the portal aren't coming back we We heard it from kef lane is not returning lane is not coming back and again I'm sure he's a good guy. I'm sure he's, you know, it just, he's not the guy. And everybody, everybody, including myself, I'm not excluded from this, made such a big deal about him being in the quarterback room at Alabama with Jalen Hurts and Tua and Mac Jones. Who cares? I don't know. He might have learned a lot, but he can't execute on anything he learned from those people. Maybe he's a great coach someday. Maybe he'll turn out to be a quarterback coach and be outstanding. Maybe he's he's probably really smart. But the dude, I mean, is he's so frustrating to watch play football. So good luck, but I'm not gonna miss him. We could not win a single game next year, and I won't say, man, I wish we had Lane Hatcher back. Like yeah, yeah. So. You know, you know. After Brady McBride left, I didn't think there was there was much more downhill from there. Well, at least God, Brady was exciting to watch. I mean, well, Jesus. yeah, you said that. Yeah, Brady could be Superman if he had to on the field, but yeah, no, it yeah, that but, got rough. Yeah, move so. on from that. We don't care <laughs> yeah. about that. Let's yeah, talk yeah, about yeah, the yeah, stuff yeah. that we actually well, care about. So then, Dalton Cooper is also out of the portal, going going home to Oklahoma State. Uh, good for him. He's a solid player as well. Uh, I mean, hate to see him go, but you're going to lose players with every coaching change and and he's just one of those guys and yeah. You can't blame him for going to a school like Oklahoma State, especially yeah. if, you know, he thinks he's going to get some playing time there. That could catapult him into into um, playing at the next level. Yeah. And you got Levi Bell going to the draft. Declaring for the draft. I kind of I think everybody kind of saw that one coming. I think everybody thought him and Hergel were both going to go draft. Cause yeah, which surprisingly, Hergel doesn't, and he goes to, to Boston BC. College. Which, I mean, Levi Bell had an outstanding year, but I think Hergel had an even better one on the offensive line. So yeah. I guess that's kind of where an agent comes in and can read the room and read your draft prospects and yeah. see. And he's, I guess maybe Hergel decided, well, m- might as well stick around another year in college and... Yeah. See if he can improve his draft status. So. Well, and both of them got All American mentions, correct? Some, uh, Some kind of All American status. Yeah, I don't know what, you know, which. Something important. Uh, tons of right? different new magazines and websites put out their All Americans. Yeah. I don't know which one gave them a yeah. nod, but somebody gave them a nod. Uh, I guess I can see if I can find that. Well, real good quick. for them. Excited for both of them. The. Um, Levi Bell is going to be exciting. Phil Steele, All America honors. I I don't know what what that means, but he was uh, first team All Sun Belt. So yeah, there's there's that. 
So exciting stuff cool. from both of those guys. You know, we we watched them. We watched them uh, win both sides of the line this season with those two guys leading. Yeah. But uh, coming back, we got. I guess I'll just list them off. Mason Shipley, Tory Spears, Jordan Revels, Baby J. Um, I think we already touched on everybody else that came back the previous yeah. week, but those are some exciting names. I mean, Baby J, Jordan Revels. Obviously, um, we didn't get to see a whole lot of Baby J throughout his whole career because of all of his injuries. Well, but we have seen a lot of them. But what we have seen is good. We've seen a lot of them. He's been around a long time. And um, Tory Spears was a transfer. He transferred into Texas State. But um, Baby J and Jordan Revels, both of those guys, um, and call him Baby J. I don't know if that uh, if that's a spav nickname or if that's going to carry his over. Name. Okay, so you think it'll carry yeah, over? Yeah, Jaron Morris. Jaron Morris. That yeah. actually wants to know who. Uh, outstanding defensive back. I think he can play every position in the defensive backfield. But oh, um, yeah. but uh, those two are like can be cornerstones of of a program and of a defense they're both outstanding players and um and leaders on the field yeah they're you can tell sometimes the other players look to their energy um yeah on the field and so picking them up is going to be invaluable uh to the the team moving forward because there's a lot of transition with the new coaching staff and stuff so having guys like that who were just solid players is um, is going to help settle the yeah settle the the team and at least have some continuity with those two guys leading the yeah. defense. And then obviously really good to get Mason Shipley back with uh, mm-hmm. Seth Keller leaving. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, I guess you can always pull his name back out, but I, I see Seth Keller leaving. I mean, he was up at – I think he was up at James Madison this weekend. Really? I think he – I don't know what he's looking for, but I don't – if he returns, that's awesome. But if not, it's good to keep our our specialists around, you know. Yeah. Um, I don't know Seamus O'Kelly. I don't think I he haven't heard anything about him. But. Yeah, I haven't either. But yeah, I mean, so. it's always good to have a solid kicker. But but it, I feel like it's um, they're easier to they're easier to find. There, there's yeah. lots of good kickers around yeah. now. I mean, he point program points leader was uh, Seth Keller. Is that correct? I think so. But, something like that. So replacing that is is tough. He's obviously a really good one, but I mean, how? I mean, we got a five star down the or a four star down the road in Buda. Well, and we had I mean, and Mason Shipley's the one who came in and kicked the forty plus yarder anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, I think he's got the longer leg, just maybe not quite as accurate. Yeah, so, I mean, whatever. I mean, hopefully he lands at a good spot for him, but having Mason, Mason Shipley back will help fill that void without having to go out and find someone. So, yeah. I mean, cool. Like, I don't I, I don't have a whole lot on that. I mean, ki- I know kicking's important, but yeah, it, I think that's part of the game that might be easier to, to find more more people when you can we got oh sorry to cut across you there we've got um 
some recruits recruiting news too, some more offers being um, being announced and I'm sure we've missed some. There's no way this is all of them, but no, uh, it's definitely not. It's just a few that we had pulled that we saw. Yeah, and you know, to be honest, too, there it's sometimes hard to find. I know a lot of the coaches and some of the recruits have used the hashtag Take Back Texas, but not all of them are using it. Yeah, you see some retweeted sometime that'll come across, and they just have, post a little picture of yeah of. Texas State guy or something like that so they're kind of they can be hard to find if they don't use that hashtag and and weirdly enough to Texas State uh football football recruiting on Twitter I don't know what the handle is they're not liking or retweeting anything right now yeah hopefully that's just getting you know people the SPAV staff is leaving and the new people are coming in and just haven't picked up the Twitter yet but uh, hopefully they get on that and are liking and retweeting those recruit stuff. So yeah, you had mentioned uh, earlier um, one of the coaches coming in is a Dallas guy. We can already see that they've got three recruits, all from South Oak Cliff that we have listed here. All three stars actually, um, two UNT commits and a Colorado co- commit. But yeah, um, coaching. But there's been coaching. St- changes at both of those universities too yeah so they are committed but committed to the previous coaching yeah, staff and so there at unt they got that uh they got um, eric morris eric morris right. who was also at uiw so maybe these guys might be it might come down to them competing for yeah there's well there's no guys. sure but there's no guarantee that they're gonna stay the UN, stay unt commits it you know, it'll be the same process as, as like Kenny's going through trying to keep players and stuff here. Yeah. Um, the and there's also no, uh, the school doesn't also doesn't have to honor that. Is yeah. So I mean, the, Eric Morris and Coach Prime can could withdraw those those offers. So yeah. It, you'll- You'll probably more than likely see the Colorado commit Taylor Star- Starling. You'll probably see his scholarship not be honored from from Coach. Well, he Prime. doesn't have a scholarship yet. He just has an offer. But oh well, you you'll probably see his offer. Um, maybe not exist. Yeah, I mean more than likely with with Dion going in there. I mean, it, it, mm-hmm. everybody's heard it. He's cleaning shop. So. Yeah, and then defensive back. Uh, Canyon Moses, he's an Arizona commit. He um, from Midland. He posted an offer, so yeah, from Midland. Yeah. So that's cool. That's four, um, three stars out of high school. Three be... high school guy, four high school guys that have gotten offers. So hopefully, we can land some of those. And then we've got four more that are um, that are transfer guys. OUD lineman Cedric Roberts. Uh, Boise edge rusher Devin Wright, Sac State running back Cameron Scatbo, Scatibo, Scatibo. Yeah, they obviously UIW played them last week, and TJ Kenny, Kenny liked must what have he been saw. impressed because yeah. he immediately gave him an offer. Yeah, where, I mean, he, do we know where that guy's from? Cameron Scatibo. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure. See if you can. Oh, oh, he's from California. I know that. California um, guy. Because he. Um, he had posted something along the lines of like, "Oh, I'm kind of staying home." Yeah. Just oh so man, he also picked up he picked up some big offers this week too. Yeah, 
I just didn't know because if that was kind of the if Kenny seeing him there or if there was some sort of Texas connection and then another running back out of HCU who we played this year um Ishmael yeah Maggie. yeah and w- I don't want to see us pick up an HCU running back I'm sorry but well yeah I don't I, they had a decent offensive year I think I, I mean I don't know but it's weird. Perry came back, took his name out of the portal, and then we offered two running backs. So what does that say about Calvin Hill? Yeah, that kind of raises a question in my books. Like, uh, are we not going to see Calvin Hill returning? Or maybe maybe even some of these other younger prospects that were being developed by Spavital's staff, maybe... Maybe they're not returning, and Kenny knows something that we don't, and so he's trying to pick up some more running backs. Yeah. Because, I mean, outside of Calvin Hill, we got Jamel Jeter. Um, what's his name? Well. Emmanuel or whatever. I don't remember his name. There's a, there's a couple others. Well, so Josh yeah. Berry, those guys. I don't even know what their status is in – in the portal or anything so yeah that's what I'm i saying. don't know just yeah. interesting lots of running backs i mean you need lots of running backs they uh, unfortunately it's one of those positions that gets beat up pretty heavy so uh, you need a ton of running backs and then yeah at, last thing for me on football is kenny and coriel at the texas high school coaches association meetings yeah. on Tuesday and I know everyone made a big deal about that on Twitter and I'm not here to burst anybody's bubble and you probably disagree with me on this but Spab did the same thing his first year so yeah, well, I, I mean, it doesn't THS, that doesn't show me a whole lot yeah THSCA is actually based out of their corporate offices yeah. in San Marcos right. so it's 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 a it's a good thing for a coach to go do that I didn't know Spab had done that but I mean, it's it's a good look. <clears throat> um, I mean, yeah, but you say Spav did it. It wasn't Spav and Tice, though. I guarantee it. It would have been Spav on its own. It, I mean, you were back then. You were bridging the gap between a athletic director and a player. That that motherfucker didn't care a thing about. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I I. Maybe I'm just being cynical. It just doesn't. It. I don't feel like it. Tell, it. It says a whole lot. So, I don't know. That's the last thing for me on on football. Well, I, let's hope you're wrong. I guess. <laughs> let's hope I'm wrong. Sure. Let's let's be optimistic and hope you're wrong. Okay. All right. From basketball, we've got some good stuff from this past week. You know, we had a good win. Uh, good stuff. Uh, I don't know about good stuff. We but. had a good win against UTA. Oh, great. And then we had Sweet. the biggest upset since probably our loss Since to last Olu. year? Yeah, since last year. Great. No, two seasons ago since Olu. Our Lady that was of the two Lakes. seasons ago? Yeah, that was yeah, that was two seasons ago. But yeah. Are you sure? Big, I'm positive. They big upset from UMHB, um, which was actually the game that we were at the Castro Club for. So that was Where was UMHB? Where is UMHB anyway? Honestly, Belton. like a bunch of freaking <laughs> bumpkins over there. But uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, against they U- won their Super Bowl. Good, great, cool, good for them. That was their Super Bowl. They cool, dude. Good job. They were celebrating as if they just 
made it to the final four. Yeah, flipping us like, off as they're running great. off the court. Great, good for you guys. Like, so cool. Who cares? Whatever. Yeah. Okay, anyways, we'll talk about that in a little <laughs> bit. We're going to start... Easy, easy. You can cut it out. <laughs> God dang, man. I'm trying to keep the clean on the Apple podcast to help get other people to listen. Go ahead. Just cut it out. I'll try. You're fine. Okay, anyways, we beat UTA 71-65 to in Dickey's Arena. Um, good win against a, not the worst program in the world. I mean, UTA's got a pretty decent basketball program. Um, obviously, they were Sunbelt foes up until this season. Yep, brought back the rivalry. Those were always really good games, fun games to to be at. Um, and yeah, you're right. Uh our Lady of the Lake was two years ago, so sorry about that. But, yeah, I mean, UTA, they are always tough. They're a rivalry, previous Sunbelt team, so good to get the win there. Um, yeah, pretty much like you said last week, and essentially for a home game for them. And a win in- Which, there wasn't that many people there, surprisingly. Yeah, but, you know, a win in Dickies, that's, that's a pretty cool win, you know, that's a Pretty sweet spot to be playing a basketball game. You know, they everybody says it's like one of the best mid major. Like for a mid major, that's like that's like gold right there. But uh, yeah, you know there there were some good things to be seen in that game. Uh, Nigel Caesar went off. Yeah, Nigel Caesar with the double double, twenty three points, eleven rebounds. That's his career high points. Um, unfortunately, we didn't see much from the floor from Mason Harrell. He graduated the day before, so maybe that had a little bit a little to Jordan do with that. flu game. Yeah, that might. <laughs> what if he came out and put up fifty? No. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. No, you know, I don't want to. That that's too far. We don't want to put that out there. That because that's just wild speculation. There's nothing been said about that. That's what. Well, what you're insinuating. Oh, there no, with graduating not, the night no, before. No, I'm not saying anything bad. I'm saying like he he graduated the night before. Like, give the kid a break. If like there there shouldn't be any. Did he hostility. walk? Do we know if he walked? Yeah, he did. Hmm. He has a picture with uh, President Danfis up hmm. there on the stage. They took a so picture. so maybe he didn't get to ride the team bus. He had to go up there. No, I'm not saying after by himself and the late travel contributed. Yeah, no, I don't I'm know. Not, I'm not saying he was out partying all night or anything. I'm just saying like. <clears throat> Cut the kid some slack. If if anybody's gonna be harsh on him, like he graduated the day before, like it's that's a that week for him was probably all over the place. You well, know, he we had won. family and friends coming into town to see him graduate. Yeah, so well, we won the game, so it yeah. doesn't really matter. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Nigel Caesar career game right there. I'd love to see a few more of those this season. Yeah, good solid game from Drew Drennan picking up some slack from Mason Harrell. Um, there he's had ten points. Um, I like Drew Drennan. He's a he's a hell of a player. He fills he, a, he fills that that one kind of a bridge into the two spot like two guard spot really good. Well, they yeah yeah he plays two a lot this season, but they they do that little duo of him and Harold running the one and two together. Yeah, we'll but see. you you had commented you don't know how you feel about that right now. Yeah, but. they played that a lot against UMHB, and I don't know how. I like that. I'm no basketball expert, but I, I just it feels like they're both you know pretty ball dominant guards, so hard yeah. to play them both on the floor at the same time. 
They're both but, really, they're both really productive at the one. So yeah, it's it's hard well, to try to double that up into two guards at once. Yeah, and I, I mean I'm slightly concerned. I know it's UMHB. It's a pre-conference game. There, there's a lot that we can discuss there. If you're ready to it, or do you have anything else on the UTA game? Mm, no, I mean. It was a good win. That's that's about all I've got, which that team that we watched against UTA didn't look quite what, what we saw against UMHB, which is unfortunate, but... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, okay, if we're going to move into UMHB, let's move into UMHB. A, a lot of people on Twitter were going off about that game. There's a lot to be said. <clears throat> Obviously, it wasn't anybody's best game. Nobody. That we... Shot 33% from the floor and 11%, one for nine from three-point range. And mm, no, two for 17. From oh, I'm looking at. I'm range. looking at. Well, okay, sorry. I I, I marked. That, I'm, I was looking at first half stats. I marked so, that as two for 16 though, because Nate Martin chunked up a three trying to beat the shot clock and went and grabbed his okay. rebound. Uh, whatever. So, <laughs> Either way, but yeah, sorry. I was looking at I was looking at first half stats there. Twenty three for sixty one, thirty seven percent from the field, still eleven percent from three, two for seventeen, and um, free throws seventy three percent. I mean, uh, that's okay, but they shot uh, twenty four of them in the game, which is good. Twenty three of those were in the second half, so we were attacking the paint in the second half because. We went into halftime, it was not looking good. Well, and then really there in like the last, I'd say three minutes, we really attacked the paint. You had, I will say there wasn't a lot of good to say from that game, but Nate Martin, Nate Martin had a good game, especially those last few minutes. Nate came in, um, and he he had a hell of a last few minutes there. Uh, I think he went four for four from the line in the last like two minutes of the game. Uh, yeah. It, it, Let's see his, and then he. I mean, he was he was beaten up there. There. Yeah, he was five for oh. six from from the free throw line. So. And I think four. I think he was four for four in the last like two minutes, right when we got that little that little run to bring us back into the game. Yeah, we outscored him forty-one to thirty-five in the second half. So played much better in the second half. But what I wanted to talk about was because everyone's going off on Twitter and, uh, it. Two things can be true at once. It was a bad loss, yes, but it it's a pre-conference game where we had a deep rotation. And that second yeah. half where we outscored him 41 to 35, um, TJ shortened up his rotation, really yeah. shortened up his rotation. And and that's that's the key. You can't be playing uh, 15 guys you got to have like a 9 10 man rotation if you really have a deep bench you can squeeze 11 but we really during conference play are going to be playing a 9 man rotation maybe a 10 yeah maybe 10 men like the the deep rotation was kind of nice to see though you know we got to see some looks from Jordan Mason he looked I mean he's a freshman we were talking about yeah, he looked good out there. That's that's yeah. an exciting player to see. I mean, I don't see Jordan why he... Mason four for four, um, shooting uh, nine points. Yeah, yeah, like that's that's exciting to see. That's what 
like we had tweeted out, there's some good stuff to see from this game. It's hard to see, but you see good stuff like that. Jordan Mason is, what, maybe 18 years old, and he came out and had a pretty solid game, at least shooting-wise. You know, you get to... In those kind of games, yeah, it sucks to lose that. But, like, at the minimum, at least we got to see some guys play. Yeah, well, and the people going nuts on Twitter, again, I get it. It's it's a bad loss. There's not... there's <laughs> there You can't say that it wasn't a bad loss, but what you can say is we played a deep rotation. Lots of young guys played. Dalen Whitlock played. Um, Jordan Davion Mason. Coleman got some time. Yeah, um, and Davion Coleman, he's he's not a young guy. He's been around, but in Jordan Mason, he played. And well, yeah. I don't really expect when um, the guy that's injured, his name is escaping. Tyrell me. Morgan. Tyrell Morgan. When Tyrell Morgan's back and we get into conference play, I don't really expect to see Jordan Mason out there a lot um, yeah. because I think. He got 19 minutes. I think the, that guy who's getting you know between 15 and 20 minutes is probably um, is probably Dylan Dawson, um, Brandon um, Brandon Davis. Yeah, you're gonna be. have a little bit of rotation in between all those guys, I think. But yeah, when Tyrell Morgan gets back, it's gonna be exciting because we still haven't seen a game this season with Tyrell Morgan and Nigel Caesar, and those yeah. are, I mean. This is debatable. They don't both start every game. But in my eyes, those are our two powerhouses down low. Yeah. Well, they both... They both are experienced. They've been here for a while. They both are very productive. They get a lot of rebounds. They score a decent amount of points. Yeah. They both can kind of stretch the floor a little bit too. And and tons of athleticism get out and run on the break. But we'll see. Again... Twitter was going nuts. It is a bad loss. I get that. But uh, you kind of got to look at why. And, and the why is is how uh, how many guys we played. We, yeah. Seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. That's a 13-man rotation. We're not going to be playing 13 guys in conference play. It's yeah. not going to happen. He, TJ's trying to get looks at guys who didn't haven't got gotten a lot of game time. And... You want to get those looks against a team like UMHB. They're tough. They were physically tough. They yeah, beat that, up our players, especially in the first half. Yeah, that, so, uh, that number four, Josiah Johnson, he was he was a monster. He, and that number one, the big guy. Uh, I know that number one is a – he's an Austin area guy. He's from Thorndale. Yeah. Yeah, so you get – I mean – Yes, it's not ever good to lose to a D3 program, but you kind of got to look at... There's more to it than that. And we were really getting some looks at some guys who probably aren't going to play much in conference play if everything goes to plan and everyone stays healthy. Yeah, and, uh, you know, there was a... a, Like I've said, there's a few exciting factors. Like, Toon Gatkek, he was fun to watch that game. Uh, Six rebounds, couple blocks. Uh... There was that one where they got the fast break and that, and uh, it was tossed up to him. Lack of communication there from I think Mason Harrell. They were gonna alley oop it. Yeah, but someone I can't remember who somebody's standing under the basket. Under the basket, he couldn't quite get there. But yeah, I mean, it, it, there was some exciting 
play to see. Mm-hmm. It was just, yeah, it, sloppy all, all around. Um, I hope that kind of stuff gets cleaned up before conference, but it well, sucks it, to say, but maybe this is a thing that, like, this kind of a loss is a thing that might, a team might need every now and then, you know? No, like I don't believe in that. Oh, I, I mean, I know some. I mean, I you just, saw we, we got beat by Our Lady of the Lakes two seasons ago and then won it, went and won a conference title, like... Yeah, I don't know. It It's a... UMHB, they're a D3 school, but they're an experienced team. I'm looking at their roster now. Tons of juniors, tons of seniors. They're really deep, so they were able to keep guys fresh. Um, so... They, I think, you know, it came down to, again, we're playing lots of guys who didn't have experience to get them some in-game experience. Yeah. And they just got beat up by an older, veteran-savvy program who's not bad, by the way. It's not like, it, yes, UMHP is a D3 school, but it's not, uh, it's not as if, like, they're the dregs of D3. Like, they're, they're a good program and, and have been. So. Yeah. Well, you see, you see that from UMHB and everything. I mean, they they go and win national championships and all kinds of sports all the time. So, yeah, yeah, it sucks, but we'll we'll pick it back up. The I mean, they okay. Just to good, put this into context, UMHB was twenty eight and three last year. Yeah, they're a damn good basketball program. Yeah, and like I said. They are a veteran team. Yeah, tons of seen juniors and seniors up and down that that yeah. roster. There's two that I named so number four. So we're getting young guys' experience against a good team that plays everybody tough. And I, yeah, that, what can you like? Those two that I named that number four and that number one. Those guys are both seniors, and like I said, those are probably their two most productive players. So yeah, I mean they're not a bad team. I didn't expect them to be. From what I had heard, they were. I've heard they're a good D one program. Yeah, but uh, D three or shit. Yeah, sorry, D three. Um, yeah, I. I'm not gonna sit here and act like the sky is falling because a good, a really good test will be this Saturday against Sam. Sam is a great program. Pretty much, I'm gonna I'm gonna say they're about like what we're gonna see. In the top, in the better half of the Sun Belt, the yeah. the top heavy portion of Sun Belt basketball is going to be pretty much equivalent to Sam. What we're going to see from Troy, it's going to be about the same as what we're going to see from Sam. Um, what we're going to see from like a team like Southern Miss is going to be about the same as Sam. Uh, James Madison, you know, these teams that are just notoriously a little bit more in the top end of the Sun Belt is. A pretty much equivalent to what we're going to see this weekend. Yeah, Sam eight and two on the year beat Oklahoma. Yeah, they're a good exactly. That's team. that's what I'm saying. That's so. that's there's this weekend is going to be the test. If we can go out, well, and, I, and I think Rice as well. Rice was a really good test as well. Obviously, we lost that game, but I think that was another team that's going to be a little bit more like a like a Sun Belt team. And we're going to play them like they're a Sun Belt team. Because against Rice, I think our rotation was probably 10-man, 9-man, somewhere in there. Yeah, I'm, I'm not too sure. sure but I could, I could pull it up, but I don't know if it's important enough to pull up. But, yeah, I expect a shorter rotation this week, especially if Tyrell Morgan is um, is able to play. If he's healthy, this this could be an, a very exciting game. Yeah, 
and here in San Marcos Saturday afternoon. So if you're in town, get out and and go support the Bobcats. Y'all go in that. pack Strahan. Yeah, because pack it. It should be a good game against two teams who the last couple of years have been real good, real exciting. So honestly, is it safe to say that once Sam? I mean, it doesn't matter for basketball, but football-wise, are we kind of at each other's necks? Both of our sayings are eat them up, cats. You know, it's kind of regionally sound to say that we can maybe have a rivalry there someday. Yeah, I'd like I mean, to see it because I'd like this. Sound, this might be outrageous to say, but I'd like to see us be rivals with Sam rather than UTSA. Well, that's just because UTSA seems to kick our butt and everything, and you're tired of playing them. Uh, well, <laughs> actually, in my college experience, we haven't played a whole lot of UTSA. We played them like once in every sport. Well, they beat us earlier this year by six points. Well, so. Sam, Sam is a <clears throat> Sam is a they're they're a very good athlete. They have a good athletic department. I don't I don't see them lacking in any sports in the coming years. I'm I mean, and they're they're in our Texas State University system. I'm excited to see what they can do um, moving up into the. FCS for football and I think still a pretty deep rotation against Rice. Twelve twelve guys played. So was it? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I mean, again, pre-conference games. So Rice was a good team. They they were they were another team that kind of reminds me of like a Sun Belt type of squad. So we'll see. Yeah. But uh, yeah, women's basketball got a win. Um, on Sunday, 58-50 to 50 over Morgan State at home. And then they play A&M Corpus Christi uh, Friday, tomorrow night I don't at think home. The, I don't think the Lady Cats have lost a game at home, have they? Uh, let's see. Win, win, win. Um, win, win. Nope, haven't lost a game at home. So Undefeated at yeah, home to the Lady if Cats. If you've got nothing going on tomorrow night, go watch them. Because uh, they don't lose at home. I mean, they're just... Nothing going on tonight by the time this is uploaded. Right. We're recording this Thursday. Uploaded by Friday. Update. We'll upload Friday. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. Undefeated at home. Looking to keep that going. Uh, they got AM Corpus on Friday at 7. So, get out to that. I saw that they're... It, and it's probably gone by now. Another giveaway to the Castro Club. Yeah, uh, I saw for tomorrow that. night's game. I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna comment. <laughs> Try I was to like, get I two in a row. Well, they yeah. they said first comment wins it. I was like, that wouldn't be right of me to go win another one. But yeah. So, um, but we can't recommend Castro Club highly enough. So go support the women's team uh, because they don't lose at home. And if that giveaway is still up and going on, you can sit in the Castro Club too. Uh, free food and an open bar. So yeah, there, there, there's <laughs> no problem with an open bar. No one's complaining about that, that's for sure. Um, against, uh, <clears throat> sorry, against Morgan State, uh, let's see, top scorer, Tiana Eaton, 15 points, five rebounds, three assists, 38 minutes. I mean, you played the whole game. That uh, That's awesome. So, uh, a, a exciting team this year, I think. I think they've got... They've got a good group. They've got an experienced group. So um, six and two right now. Hopefully tomorrow night, improving to or tonight when you're listening to this, will be improving to seven and two. 
Hey, um, also on while we're talking women's sports, um, Emily DeWalt and Janelle Fitzgerald Fitzgerald were both selected to the AVCA Volleyball All American Honorable Mention. Yeah, those are two that, again, tons of experience, have been here a long time. Uh, pretty sure both of them hold a few of the program records. So Yeah, I know that. I know for a fact... Volleyball is going to be taking a hit a with them being um, them being out next, next yeah, season. a lot of seniors in the volleyball team. In, but Sean Hewitt has done a good job since taking over the program from an absolute legend. Yeah, so, filling in for <laughs> old Karen Chisholm. So... Um, so no doubt he'll he'll get um, get some new fresh talent in there and, and keep rolling with volleyball. But congratulations out to them for sure. Yeah. Um, it, it's awesome to see in every sport now, every sport where we're getting players who are getting national recognition. Yeah. We're talking you know Levi Bell, Kyle Hergel, um, Jordan Rebels on football. We had. Um, Dalton Shuffield and Tristan, Tristan Stivers Stiver. in baseball and last Levi season. And Levi Wells. Levi Wells just Levi got Wells. ranked like 20-something in the MLB draft pipeline for this coming season. So yeah. that's, that's big time. I mean, if you are yeah. if you even appear on that draft pipeline website, you're getting drafted most of the time. So Right. So just awesome to see uh, put, uh, players from all of our sports getting national recognition and, yeah. and tons of Sunbelt recognition, too. Um, it... That type of stuff only furthers the athletic program as a whole, like getting yeah. those awards. They're individual awards, sure, but they do a lot for yeah, for the recognition of the program. So national exposure is very good. Yeah, so especially for a small program like a, like a smaller quote unquote small school. We're not a small school. We're sleeping giant as yeah. a lot of people around here like like to say, and hopefully we can wake that one up so. All right, we're going to introduce a new segment called Bobcat of the Week. This week we're going to do a little different than we uh, will be doing it. Yeah, Reed revealed his to me too early. I want to do Bobcat of the Week where maybe maybe we don't do hints, but based on what we can tell each other is pretty enthusiastic about throughout the 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 podcast and we can give some guesses maybe we get two guesses each and then yeah. and then the person reveals who it is if they don't get it yeah so, so we're gonna do bobcat of the week uh, this week we're just gonna say who it is and a, a little bit of explanation as to why and then y'all are gonna get to vote on twitter who who is the true bobcat of the week this week uh we actually both have we both have a dual nomination this yeah week, we so. have a couple so uh you want to go first or you want me to go first uh, yeah, I'll go first. So, Bobcat of the Week, which is Bobcats of the Week, this week from me, Brant Freeman, and at Stallion Jockey on Twitter. Brant Freeman with the game tickets to the UMHB game, and then at um, Stallion Jockey with the Castro Club tickets. And Stallion Jockey, through DM, told me that he has actually never used his Castro Club <laughs> tickets. Man, go use them. It's great. It's absolutely a good time. You're missing out on your own yeah. tickets, man. I don't know where where you're located at in the state of Texas, but um, so it might. I guess it could be hard for you to get here, especially to a midweek game. But uh, get up here to the Sam Houston game this weekend. 
It's going to be a good game. It's going to be rowdy. And the Castro Club's a good time. So shout out to Brant for the game tickets and shout out to at Stallion Jockey on Twitter for the Castro Club seats. Go give both of them a follow if you don't already. So my two Bobcats of the week this week. Number one, I got Loco Boco Podcast hooking me up with the Castro Club tickets. Uh, thanks, Loco Boco Podcast. Everybody go follow them on Twitter. And then uh, my, I have one athlete, actually. It's going to be Nigel Caesar. Yeah, obvious the, one choice there. Yeah, so. with the double-double against UTA, his second game back, you know, came in, just absolutely ran that ran the floor in Dickey's Arena. So, um, y'all go follow Nigel Caesar on social media, too. Tell him, tell him who sent y'all if y'all <laughs> aren't following him already. But, yeah, so um, those are my Bobcats of the week. We will uh, upload... Those and y'all get to vote on who won this week. So y'all are going to get to pick from four this week. Um, from here on out, it's just going to be we're both going to pick one a week. I pick think one, huh? and we'll go through and and try to try to guess them. And I'm going to keep a running total of how many we've got right and and how many of each of ours win. So y'all make sure y'all y'all get yeah, to win yeah, this yeah. week. We'll keep a total of that too. Who wins on the Twitter poll? So. Um, I think that's all we've got for this week. So that's it for me. Yeah, thanks for giving us a listen. Like, comment, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. Um, give us a follow on Twitter at Cat's Corner Pod. Um, Reed is basically running that. I have access to it too, but I haven't really put anything out on there. So anything that comes out on there that is either um, stupid, inaccurate or just like downright mean that's him not me (laughs) so you can direct your hate at reed so because he's mostly we keep it we keep it lit on the twitter though let's not try to keep it too lit like uh only likes on recruits pages please let's not go after any current or former players let's no no let's keep it light i've been keeping it cool but we keep it lit where we i think i've I've commented on a few people's uh few people's stuff been in contact with a with a couple of uh fellow bobcat fans on the in the dms so that's always fun but cool yeah all right well we'll talk with y'all next week we're going to keep it rolling so we'll be back with um definitely basketball news next week because we got tons of basketball games coming up and obviously um we'll be back with more football as recruiting and the coaching staff is rounded out still excited to see that stuff um sounds good we'll talk with y'all next week thanks for listening